Off the back straight in 27.3. They hit the lead now. Ladies in red put ahead in front. On the inside, Joanna. Rogue wave to the outside. Then came Treachery. Ladies in red, the leader. Rogue wave two metres away. Then came Joanna. It's ladies in red fighting. She's finding plenty. Oh, she's a star. She does it again. Ladies in red first. Rogue wave was in second. Yeah, you can't beat her no matter what you do. Ladies in red. And as I said earlier, she returns tonight. Chris, and you'll be glued to watching some of these races in Victoria. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Absolutely. It's uh, it's going to be fascinating to see this mare back in action. And then the race prior, we get to see the likes of Beyond the Light, Knack now going in ties and Gelding's Heat. So these horses are aiming towards the Australian pacing gold features. Mighty Ronaldo, we should have checked with Ernie just prior there, but Mighty Ronaldo, the star performer for Justin Prentice, has arrived in Sydney and he's set to trial this morning at Menangle as he gets uh, set for the APG series as well. So going to be very interesting to see how he handles that big track. Uh, of course, Gloucester Park only a half mile. Menangle's 1,400 metres, so it's going to be something very different for Mighty Ronaldo. But uh, yeah, there's some good racing coming up. We've got some uh, really nice uh, races this weekend in, in Queensland at Albion Park. 12 races Saturday night, plenty of APG features there as well. So exciting times in the sport. No doubt Shane Graham's our first guest. You know, I want to talk to Shane about a number of uh, issues, uh, not issues, but topics anyway, because he's driving tonight at Redcliffe. We'll talk about those hot rod heats in a minute, or trot rod heats in a minute, but I just wanted to go through his book of drives on Saturday night because he is going to be competing in a number of these uh, feature events coming through, including the free-for-all, which is race number one on Saturday night, and he joins us now. Shane, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. LL Cool J steps out on the open on Saturday night. Much better last time out. You probably were left a little, uh, you know, uh, head scratching uh, with the effort two starts ago, but much sharper last time out. Yeah, that's right. He um, he was yeah, you got to say dreadful. The other that two starts back, he um, he just sort of had nothing, you know. But uh, last week was a much more encouraging run, and he uh, you know seems to be back, sort of going a bit better anyway. Tell me if I'm right or wrong here. It's a really good bunch of open-class horses at the moment. Draw-dependent in, in, in many ways, but it's very competitive. Oh, yeah. Like, I think, you know, this is probably the strongest our open open races been, have been for quite a long time. Like uh, like you said, it what comes down to barrier draw and, and it's sort of nearly whoever gets the best triple leads wins them. So, um, you know, they're very even and, you know, you can't really split any of them. Okay, well, saying uh, that, uh, this Saturday night, barrier three for LL Cool J. Uh, can he take this race? Um, he can, I think. You know, like, uh, he'll probably, you know, like them, like them all, you know, he needs to have the right trip. But um, barrier three, I think there's a little bit of speed drawn in the one. And, of course, Deus Ex out wider and that, you know. But um, he sort of, I've never actually used his gate speed uh, LL Cool J, but he he can get out quick, you know. Like he, I think it was in the four and five year old, he held Belraj one night there. Um, previous when I didn't have him, so he can get out when wanted. So we'll um, you know, we'll probably just play it by ear, off the arm, on what we do there. Okay, Crunch Time's an interesting runner this week as well, coming up from Sydney. Yeah, that's right. He, uh, you know, last I think last campaign, you know, he was nearly unstoppable up here. Um, he was really going well, so uh, he obviously enjoys the trip away. 
No doubt about it. Now, a few of these APG Gold Bullion races on Saturday night. Uh, the, the obvious one for you is my ultimate Jacko. Uh, you, you team up with Jared Elgin here. He was able to take his heat. Uh, first time you're sitting behind this guy on Saturday night, and he lands barrier one, but he does look very hard to beat. Yeah, we've um, you know had a lot of luck there with the barrier draw, and um, you know like uh, he was he was good in his uh, in his heat run, but you know probably. Uh, Moving forward to the final, he needed to have a bit of luck with the draws. So, um, you know, he's got the draw now, so we've just got to hope we're good enough. Have you got anything else in any of those other finals that is capable of scoring? Um, no, I don't think so. They're sort of probably, you know, all just need uh, to find a bit better race, really. All right. A couple of other runners on Saturday night. What's up, Sunshine? And what's up, Majestic? Uh, you sit behind both of these guys this weekend. Uh, firstly, what's up, Sunshine? You would have seen him yesterday at Albion Park. Uh, he was able to score. It was only a narrow victory, but it was decisive the way he went about it. He looks like he's just getting better and better. And what's up, Majestic? What happened there last week? Yeah, he um, he was still travelling well at the time, but he uh, stood on a shoe and just did a little blunder, you know. So um, that's... Uh, touch wood that that's all all the all that happened there because um yeah the previous start he trotted faultlessly so um you know i think that's all the, that happened then all right and what's up sunshine can he overcome adam crocker from that wide draw that he's got um look adam crocker's going you know terrific and he is uh he's very hard to beat on the front end you know but uh what's up sunshine he's sort of Every run, I, I think he is getting better. So, you know, it's going to be a good test for him. But, uh, you know, he's definitely on the on the right way up in his campaign, that's for sure. All right. Well, that's all in front of us on Saturday night. Let's talk about tonight. It's round two of the Trot Rods. We saw the series kick off officially last Wednesday night with the first two heats. So we've got heats three and four. Their race is one and two tonight, nice and early. One lap dash here, 947 metres. You like this concept, don't you? Um, it's very different, Chris. It's um, you know, it's uh, I suppose it's something different, and you know, if um, if they're a good spectacle and turnovers good, well, it's good for the game. Okay, you've got the two runners tonight, uh, both of which you train as well. Roberts Delight in race one, Kookaburra Princess in race two. Are these the right type of horses, in your opinion, for a series like this? Um, I think so. Uh, you know, Roberts Delight, he probably. He's probably been a little bit disappointing. Um, last last start was a much better performance um, and sort of raced a bit more like his track work suggested. So I think, um, you know, even though it's only a one lap, you've still got to have a, a horse that can sort of have a bit of bit of stamina about him. So uh, he sort of seems like he can um, hold, a, hold a good speed for a while. So I, I think that will suit him and, and Kookaburra will... She um she needed the run last week um and will be better for it and she's um she can sort of reel off good quarters so I think you know it's like one luck and that it won't uh, it won't worry her at all. When we think about the trot rides, I think we've got this sort of uh, mindset that if you lead, you're basically home. But that's not the case. The more replays and races you watch with this series, uh, they can come from anywhere. Yeah, that's right. Like it's um. It's still very, you know, pace orientated. Like, um, yeah, you can lead if you. You've still got to be able to back off because 
realistically, you know, there's no horse that can just trip for a lap and that. So you've still got to get the right trip. But, um, you know, if they do happen to go hard early, definitely if you're back in the field and there's only five runners, you know, you're still a chance of getting home over the top of them as I think Shuby sort of sat 1-1 one, one or something last week and beat them, you know. So, mm. it's, um, yeah, like bar- it's still barrier draws, but you've still got to get the right trip if you are in front. With Robert's delight, he's only got the one win from 21 starts, yet to win here in Queensland. Is he completely comfortable at Redcliffe? Um, he, he, he wasn't too bad the other night at Redcliffe um, when Adam Sanderson drove him. He's sitting parked out. Um, you know, I'm sure he, he would prefer a bigger track, but uh, he did seem to handle it not too bad last start. Okay. Is I'm Loki the horse to beat, though? Yeah, for sure. He, um, you know, like he's a... He's a free-running horse, and you know, like he'll um, he'll be definitely there putting the speed on. So yeah, I think he's the hardest to beat. All right, Kookaburra Princess. You just mentioned she needed the run last week. Were you disappointed on, on face value last week with her? Uh, not really. Not with the the times they went. You know, like thirty and thirty. You know, um, for for the class of horse, you know, they're still they're only low slowly assessed horses. You know, and going those speeds, you know, you're probably never going to be able to hold on, so um, and being first up and that you need, you need the run and um, so I think, uh, yeah, she'll improve from that. Okay, she didn't trial in lead up to last week, did she? No, 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 she was first up in probably 8 or 10 weeks, so um, you know, she was always going to be a little short of a run. Has she been better in track work this week? She has been, you know, like she... Um, She's she sort of she's very enthusiastic and she does like her work, you know. And it um, it hasn't knocked her around, that's for sure. She um, she was bright as a button and sharp. So um, yeah, I think it's it's only done a good the run anyway. This is a track that she thrives at too because she's won seven races. She only won eight races overall, but seven of those victories have come at a record. So she does go exceptionally well here. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, the track doesn't worry her, and you know she can. Um, she she runs the Benswood and everything, so uh, yeah, like she does have a liking for the track, that's for sure. And how do you play it from that wide draw tonight? Are you just going to take it fairly easy at the start and just sort of try and suss out where they all land, or do you have a, a another plan in mind? Yeah, no, I think you've got to do that. You've got to be sort of in these races open-minded. Like she does have good gate speed, but um, you know there's there's a couple on her inside that have good gate speed too, so. You know, we'll just have to, um, yeah, wait at the start, see what the inside ones do. You know, if they don't go forward, we'll go forward. But if they go forward, we'll probably have to revert and go back. So, um, you know, we'll just uh, see what happens when they say go. All right. Well, they're the two tab trotter rod races tonight, races one and two. Your other drive tonight is race three, the Pelican Waters Resort final. This promised to be a really good race, but unfortunately we've got the early scratching of some moment somewhere. You're driving just Josh and- He's going well enough to take this. Yeah, he's, um, you know, he's very a consistent horse, you know. Like, he's always thereabouts. And, um, you know, like, it, uh, you know, for for, for, the, for us, it was probably good that um, some moment or somewhere was scratched, you know, because he was um, the hardest to beat. But you still got Franco Nandor in there. But I'm sure it's just Josh. And if he can get sort of a good trip and, a, you know, tucked away and, it's a genuine run race. He, he always seems to be hitting the line. Mm, Franco Nandor has looked super at his past three wins, hasn't he? He has done, yeah. Like he's, um, 
he's got that blistering gait speed and you know like he um he gets he gets around reckless good too so um i'm sure he'll be on the front end so he's going to be hard to run down that's for sure Okay, I've got to ask about Turn It Up just from last Saturday night, uh, finishing second behind Deus Ex. Uh, his past two runs have been super, both times forced to chase and come off cover. But are you thrilled with the way he's going? Yeah, he's, um, you know, like he, uh, I think he's probably going as good as he's ever done since he's been over here, you know, like, um, uh, Two starts to go, like it was set up for him for a run on horse and that. But the ET done that with was, you know, um, quite pleasing. And then last week, I, I thought he was super. Like uh, it's always hard when you got a horse out in front, free wheeling and and carving out good times. You know, you got to be close to him, be out out sprint him. And for him to get as close as as what he did, I thought he, you know, it was a great effort. And even with the horses that were following that couldn't sort of track him into it, you know, it just showed what sort of turn of speed he does have when he's saved for one run at them. So he, um, yeah, touch wood, he's in, in the right space at the moment and leading into the carnival, I know it's still a fair way to go, but, um, yeah, it's very pleasing with where he's at, that's for sure. I know you've travelled with him previously, turn it up, but was there any consideration given about just, you know, rushing down to Penrith for a shot of that Renshaw Cup during the Easter period? Um, not really, because, like, after the last trip where, it, you know, it sort of, it just didn't happen, you know, it's um, uh, sort of put a pen through any problem with him, you know, just with, with his little migrant problems and everything, but, um, you know, in, in hindsight, the way he's going and and when you see what the the field was, uh, you know none of the, the the major players were there. You know it probably would have been a good race to go for. But um, you know that's all said and done, and we can only look forward now. So his days of travelling are over. Yeah, I think so, Chris. He, um, you know, like it's probably I'd probably do things different if if we travelled again. You know, like I did learn a bit more from it, but. Um, you know, it's uh little fish are sweet and, you know, you've got to be at 110% when you go away and unless we're sort of 100% confident we can do that, you know, there's probably no sense in, in travelling with him. So I think we'll just stay in Brisbane and focus on our, our races up here with him. All right. So he's your main drive right now for the upcoming Tab Constellations? Yeah, at this stage he is, yeah. Yep. How have you not got a drive for the Rising Sun yet? I don't even know what's in it yet, so we can't. We don't. We don't know what could be there, eh? You you haven't found one? No, I haven't found one. If I gave you liberty that just to pick one now that you could say that's the horse I'd want to be driving, who would you nominate? Oh dear, that's a tough one. That is. Um, it would be an easy no. one. <laughs> who would you? Would you want to be driving Leap to Fame? Oh, last start in New South Wales, so we wouldn't have hard to jump on that one, I'd say. All right. All right. Well, keep thinking about that, and I'll ask you <laughs> in a few weeks' time. Right. Sounds good. Appreciate the time. We'll see you tonight. No worries. Thanks, mate. There's Shane Graham uh, joining us this morning. So uh, a couple of key runners there in those trot rod heats. So uh, it is going to be very interesting. But the the key horse for mine, no doubt, is is I'm Loki, who goes around in this first race tonight because 
as we're known as we've known for the last couple of months, this has been the series that connections have been waiting for with I'm Loki. He's a hard running type. He can hold his speed for the best part of a lap, no problems whatsoever. So it's his time to shine. The man that's got the drive behind I'm Loki is Matt Elkins, and he joins us now. Matt, good morning. Good morning, Chris. This is it. This is the series that you've been waiting for. Yeah, that's it. It's finally come. Um, so, yeah, pretty exciting. Hopefully he steps up tonight and shows us what he can do. Okay. Everything's in order. All of his work, all of his uh, prep work's been done. The foundation's laid. So he's just got to go out there and perform now. Yeah, that's it. Um, actually, been pretty happy with his work over the last two weeks. He actually has another start since his last stop, uh, last race effort at Redcliffe. Um, but since then, we've probably taken a bit of pulling gear off him and giving him a bit of a freshen up and a bit of running practice at home. And, no, his work's been good and he feels excellent. I think he's ready to go. Okay. His last start was back on April 7. So has that been a deliberate ploy from both yourself and Narissa to, to make sure that he's fresh and ready to fire tonight? Yeah, that's probably it. Um, I mean, maybe we could have gone one more, but we're sort of happy. Didn't want him to have a hard run before going into it. So... He'd sort of been racing every week before that, so we're pretty happy to miss him a couple of weeks and give him what he needs at home. With this race uh, tonight, did you expect more or less with the field that you've got? Yeah, uh, probably probably what I expected. Um, they are sort of the lowly assessed ones still at the moment, so there's not too much getting around. But um, as I say, it's still going to be pretty tricky with the outside draw, but um, it sort of makes it harder when you've got horses underneath you and everyone's going to be trying to lead, but I'm pretty pretty happy with the horse I got to drive in the race. Okay. Do you think you will lead this field tonight? Um, I'm hoping so, and that's obviously the first plan, but I sort of be leaving the gate as hard as I can, but then probably got to do make a decision pretty quick if I am going to cross or if I'm not going to cross, um, do I sit up and save a bit of energy and then pour it on a little bit later or not, but um, we still have to work that out as we're out there. Okay. Just going back to last week, the two uh, opening heats that were staged, uh, Shuby was able to take out that first heat, 66-7, and then left in the win, won the second heat, and stopped the clock at 67-9. Surely I'm like he's going to go faster than that. Yeah, I'd like to hope so. Um, I looked up a couple of result, results today, and I've seen there early on, he ran a, run a first half in 27 flat and 30. Um so, yeah, we should be revving up. And the trainer's given me one instruction. She said we haven't kept him this long to not go fast. So I've got a licence anyway. <laughs> that was music to your ears, I'm sure. Yeah, that's it. Well, th there's plenty at, uh, you know, up for grabs and on offer for this series, not only the prize money, but if you can clock the fastest time throughout the series, you'll walk away with that brand-new float. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, it's always harder for the lower-class horses to t make that step. But if there is one horse, and if he does find the fence pretty early on, I'd say he will give it a pretty good crack. And there's probably not too many that probably fit into this series that can run a strong lap as him. So, no, a good horse to have in them. Yeah, that, that float being uh, put up by Otto Tuza VIP horse floats. So what sort of time, uh, is there a number in your head that you're sort of thinking of that you'd you know, that he's capable of and, and can carry out tonight? Well, that all depends whether we touch down to the fence or not. I mean, if he gets to the fence pretty comfortably, um, I'd kind of expect him to sort of roll at 27 and sort of still get home and break 29 home. Um, I've sort of looked at a few results from last year 
Um, and that's sort of probably as quick as they go. I think uh, Adam Crocker might have ran a 26 and 28, but probably for Loki, if we get to the fence, I'd say he could roll a 27 and a 28. But if we don't find the fence, that's probably then when I've got to use a few more tactics and try and use my brain a little bit and still try and win the race as well. Okay. What, what do you think is capable of trying to park you in this field? Um, well, just probably Shane Graham underneath me on Robert Stewart. Um I don't... It hasn't had too many starts in Queensland to get a true guide on its case, but, but you know, Shane is pretty aggressive and I don't imagine he'd want to just hand over the top um, straight away. So that's probably the only one I thought. Right. Normally in races, you know, uh, a mile or beyond, you're trying to, you know, conserve the energy with Iron Loki. So as you said, you've just got that licence to uh, let him slide tonight and that's what you're going to do, hopefully. Yeah, well, that's probably the big thing with him. We've never actually used him off the gate. Um, every time we've been behind the gate, it's more or less been a trying to use as least as possible, um, keep him calm and try and float our way to the top where tonight we can sort of have him up on the bit and try and run, run him out the gate as quick as we can. Right. Well, we're looking forward to this first race tonight. 5.05 start time. I'm expecting on Loka to run really quick time there. A couple of other drives for you tonight. You've picked up the drive on Square Dealer and Race 3. This is a a good race, as I just mentioned earlier, the uh, the early scratching of some moments somewhere. So that that sort of increases your chances here. You obviously need a little bit of luck. You've still got to overcome that wide draw, but he's going well enough. Yeah, that's right. Um, some moments somewhere was definitely the class horse in the race, but um, so it definitely helps when horses like that are scratched. Um, but then you've got Franco Nandor racing in terrific form, and he probably looks to, to get a comfortable lead, and what pressure comes from that after probably depends on our chances if they roll along the horse is going well and can run into some place money right uh, race five tonight hard break she's od so she's going to start from gate number six but at her best uh she's going to be right in the thick of things here what happened last time out there in marburg oh uh, yeah she's got a few little quirks about her um she's been od quite a bit lately um i think sort of the other day at marburg the big crowd and a lot of noise sort of didn't help her and she was sort of in trouble shortly after coming out of the circle and gallop. But at her best, she's definitely well into that race. It's just whether I score up tonight or not. Okay. When she won at Marburg three runs ago, she spaced them. Yeah, she um, went big that start. Marissa actually took the drive, and I've probably got to learn some tips off her, I think. <laughs> okay. But if all goes to plan, can, can she feature in the top three? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think if she gets a clean start and there's a bit of pressure early and they run a tree, she's definitely a good winning chance, I'd say. But you're looking forward to one Loki most? Yeah, that's for sure. I've sort of been looking forward to it for a couple of weeks now and probably the main drive this week, so hopefully it all goes to plan. All right. Is there anything else within the stable that is eyeing the Trot Rod series? Um, we actually don't have many that are eligible. The class of horses we have is sort of all Sunday night and won that QO band five. But I think the only other one eligible is Go Litch. He might venture there when his race is up. Okay. You've got a good book of drives coming through at Redcliffe again tomorrow. At this early stage, is there anything that stands out? Um, probably no real standouts, but um, I know John Rod's in there. He's very consistent and pretty fun to drive. You just keep rolling forward, so he's always a good one to drive there at Redcliffe. Um, I think Sammy Secret might get his race tomorrow drawn too. 
he finds the front. I think that's his race to win tomorrow. So they're probably the best two winning hopes. All right. And Paravani stepping out on Saturday night? Yeah, he comes up with a good draw this week. So back to the mile and front row draw. So that looks good for him this week. <laughs> you might be fired up after tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to get him in a one-lap race. That would be interesting, but uh, time will tell. I really appreciate the time. Uh, good luck tonight with I'm Loki and for the rest of the week as well. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Matty Elkins joining us. So I'm Loki, the key runner in that first heat tonight of the Trot Rod Series. Darren Clayton is about to join us to give us his thoughts on this Ripliffe meeting tonight. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Darren uh, assesses these two Trot Rod heats, and he's about to join us online now. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm really well. I'm Loki. As we've been saying, this has been the series that they've been waiting for for him. So do you expect him to win this opening heat and run a little bit of time? Yeah, I certainly thought he could, Chris. It's um, It certainly looks a format that's going to suit him. Um, as you mentioned, he's that, that hard power running type and um, probably a one lap where he can sustain that high speed for a good portion of the race certainly works in his favour. I've got him on top. Um, to win that race, I thought Robert's delight is the obvious danger. Um, you got always at night down in one, probably doesn't have the speed to hold either of those two out. So the early tactics will be a little bit interesting. Just, I guess it's it's one of those things. I'm Loki. He's had 12 Queensland starts. He's won six of those. The other six, he's been beaten an odds-on favourite in in each of them. So. It could be a case of uh, rocks or diamonds for I'm Loki, but I, I think he'll be diamonds tonight. Okay. Will he go faster time than what we saw last week? 66-7 Shuby and 67-9 left in the win. Yeah, I, I thought he'd have that time covered um, purely off the fact the early speed probably is a little bit stronger and, and then he can keep him rolling, even just listening to, to Matt then saying that, you know, what he thinks he's capable of and, um, you know, being able to roll along. And he is that sort of hard power running type. So he can go that, that good clip for a good portion of the way. So it certainly shapes up that he can beat the time of last week, whether he gets down, um, you know, the high 63s, which we saw Adam Crocker get to last year. Um, that's maybe a little bit of a, a stretch, but um, if he gets out and gets going, he's certainly in it. And um, it shapes well as this contest or if the series progresses. And um, it, it's really good to see that um, it's generating some interest. And not only just interest, what you were saying about leaders, you don't necessarily have to lead, but, you know, drivers going back and looking at previous uh, races of this and working out, you know, little tricks or, or little bits of tactics that they can use in the race just to get the best out of that one-lap sprint. Yeah. Are you finding that yourself, though, as a form student, that, you know, you don't have to lead to win these races? No, definitely not. Uh, when they first come along, it w that was the that was the immediate impression. Well, you find the leader, you've found the winner. Well, I, I think that's out the window now. I think we we see that all the drivers are attacking each race probably more on face value, and then also with um, you know tactically how they can approach it to get the best out of their horse. And I think we've seen that. Um, Unless you have got that real out-and-out power-running type, you definitely don't need to, to be in front to win these races.
All right. Well, with Tab right now for that first heat, I'm Loki at dollar eighty-five. Roberts Delight two fifty. They clearly look the top two. Race two, which is heat four tonight. This looks a lot more open. Kookaburra Princess, the favourite, two forty. But you can make cases for most, if not all, here. Yeah, definitely. And um, again, this this could be the perfect example of you don't need to be in front to win because. Um, how hard they all go early to, to want to lead this race will be interesting. I've got Roll-On X on top. I thought he's another that probably looks well-suited just to a one-lap um, uh, scamper. He has excellent gate speed, and I thought he could find the front, and if he can just settle it up a little bit just for um, that sort of second little portion of the race, he's going to be hard to beat. He has been handing over in his races as well, so I guess there's always that option, Do they, if they can find the front on him and, and then hand over and wait for a gap. But um, I thought it shapes well for him. Kookaburra Princess, um, she's got a great record at Redcliffe, and... Um, hearing Shane say there just prior that, um, you know, she was needed to run there last week, fresh up without a trial. So she'll, she'll certainly be better. The wide gate certainly doesn't help her. And um, I've got her in for second. I've got Abby Diadema in for third. I think she'll be a little bit fitter from her last run and, and probably does have enough speed to be first to the pegs. I thought what uh, what they do thereafter is the probably the interesting point, but um, she can certainly run a race. But like you said, make a case for any any one of those to um, to come away with that second race. All right, but you're with Roll on X currently at 310 with Tab. What is your best bet coming through tonight? Yeah, best bet is uh, coming up a little bit later in the card, and I thought in race number five, yeah, race number five, horse number five, Midnight Somewhere, um, probably doesn't have the greatest figure form next to his name, but I think he's going better than than what that actually suggests. Um, the, the Shannon Price stable is in good form at the moment, and this guy's been taking on some of the, the tougher races. He um, Last time out, he had to clash with his stablemate, speak the truth, and he wasn't too far away on that occasion. Um, he was a winner last year in his two-year-old term. He's a half-brother or full-brother to, to the solid uh, Rick, uh, Jared Altram performer, just a little bit, and I think this guy gets his opportunity tonight. Race five, number five, midnight somewhere. Okay, currently 360 with Tab, so there's some value there with uh, Darren's best bet. Race five, number five. That's the first leg of the quaddy. Can you throw some numbers at me for the quaddy tonight? Yeah, well, in that first leg, um, if you want some insurance on that opening leg, I'd throw in number three, high on Montana, and number one, be on the sly. They probably look the two main dangers. Pio Montana, good last start winner, and be on the sly, gets the gate. He was going for four on the bounce last time, but uh, didn't quite go his way. The second leg, race six, happy to go one out here with number three, so much more. Um, another of the Shannon Price stable. He's had two starts at Redcliffe, and he's bumped into two really good ones in both of those, and they were first and second up runs. He copped some moment somewhere and then he copped danger zone second up and his form at Albion Park has been good since he gets back to Redcliffe grade in this field I thought he looks really tough to beat the third leg race seven bit of a tricky one here I thought I've got number one just one good one on top um, second line at Marburg was his undoing last time uh, he was able to grab third on that occasion he comes up with um, some early options he's got the early speed or he can take a trail Number seven left in the win. She was a trot rods winner last week. She'll be 
um, comes up with the second line options now with some um, two scratchings off the back line. So she she gets um, opportunity to either stick to the pegs or, or get off the pegs early if need be. Uh, number two, that's in a hurry. Uh, it was a scratching last time out where it looked a good chance to uh, to be in the mix, but uh, she'll certainly be thereabouts. Number four, Gretel's Girl. Um, got good speed, early speed off the arm, so they might just take an early shot with here. So play wide, one, two, four, and seven. The last leg, um, Scooby's come up an odds-on favourite here. Um, I've got him on top, but I wouldn't be taking taking the, the short quote there. Um, his his trot rods win was good. He's going well enough, certainly, to win this. Pageantry, I think he'll be better suited in this type of race. I don't think he, the trot rods is really his format. Um, he chased home from behind left in the wind there uh, last week. Molador, I expect her to be a little bit fitter. And number five, Wedding Night, um, not too far away again in that trot rod. So we'll see how the form out of those trot rods lines up here in the, back to the, the normal format with um, quite a few of these coming out of that. So we'll play it wide again, one, four, five, eight. Okay, so just repeating your quarter numbers tonight. First leg, one, three, five. Second leg, three only. Third leg, one, two, four, seven. We finish it off with one, four, five and eight. So what's that, $48 for 100% of the dividend? Yeah, that's it, and I think uh, I think those those last couple of legs could throw up a, a bit of a a wider winner for sure. Okay, just uh, speaking about a few of those uh, horses and and the prize table. Speak the truth, unfortunately, it was a late scratching last week, and that gold bullion heat. We were expecting that clash between him and Tim's the trooper. He was out, so therefore he misses that final. He just spiked the temperature. The stable mate, some moment somewhere. Uh, he's pretty much been uh, struck down by the same little issue because they're stabled alongside one another. So that's why he's out tonight. And Danger Zone, who was scratched uh, the, the previous week when he was meant to go up again, speak the truth, he was just off his tucker and just was probably a little bit of a, a high with the temperature as well. So nothing too serious with any of those horses. So they should be back at the track uh, before we know it. So there's something uh, uh, to look forward to with those guys. But... Uh, the three-year-old crop is very good. I'm led to believe Bangkok DJ, Manila Playboy. They should be back trialling next week as well. So with the carnival just around the corner, uh, we've got some real talent starting to step out. Yeah, we sure do. And uh, it's good to hear that those uh, both Danger Zone and Speak the Truth only sort of minor hiccups in their campaign, nothing too serious, and that um, we'll, we'll get to see them back on track because it's uh, certainly um, you know, a, a top crop. Uh, I thought we might have saw a leap to fame in this APG series, but uh, he bypasses it. So it now looks at the mercy of his stable mate, Tim's a trooper there on Saturday night. Uh, he's come up with the good gate and uh, certainly works in his favour. And, and Cat King Cole in the Phillies, well, um, she got it all wrong last week. She's got uh, She's got some redemption to earn this week. Yeah, absolutely. Might have just been a little too fresh there getting up at the gate there last Friday night. 12 races on Saturday night, so you've got a lot of form to process between now and Friday because we're going to chat on Friday morning to uh, go through that big meeting. It's going to be a cracker on Saturday night. Yeah, it sure will. It's, uh, there's plenty of top-pacing action on, on offer there, and I need to pinch a nap in there somewhere. I don't know where I'm going to achieve it, though. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. We'll talk on Friday, Darren. Thanks, Chris.